I'm a fool. I'm a relapse specialist. I always relapse and shit. Well, that's the 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 best students. I've been in twenty rehabs. All my friends OD'd and shit. You're right. a true a true survivor, man. But we got that then and now. Like there are no hero stories where the guy walks away unscathed. Hello, I'm Mike Tyson. This is another episode of Hot Boxing. And I'm Mike Tyson. And I'm who And today we have a special guest, the multi-talented, quintessential entertainer, Cat Williams. How you doing, brother Cat? Look good, man. How you doing? Likewise, sir. Thank you. I'm feeling exactly how I look. <laughs> yeah, you're looking great, man. Money Mike and Mike Tyson, man. You guys have met a few uh, different times Hell before, yeah. man. I've been from his shoulder shit. Yeah, but what, what, do you remember the first, first time y'all met? Tell me about this shit. Absolutely. I'm not a person that really gets starstruck just because I, I read a lot of autobiographies when I was young. So I, I thought I knew thousands of people because I knew their life story and mm -hmm. their journeys and their trajectories. But... This guy, like, at the point of my life when I heard about Mike Tyson, really? he became like this superhero figure um, just because um, whatever time we were on, as far as being in the street, he was already on that. The, the, the understanding the power of the color black and mm. of not having frills and, and letting us in on... Um, the mind work of a fighter um, that hadn't really been done. We had to go to like WWE or somewhere to get the personality that wow. was attached. Nobody always to... wore black because black is ominous. Mm. So ominous. Yeah. And then so I met him at a Laker game. Chick Hearns was one of my, oh, my man, dear Chick. friends. I love Chick Hearns. And um, I went to a Laker game. And I never, for some reason, I, I never knew Mike's height, right? So I generally judge men by their aura. So spiritually, oh, wow. I know whether somebody in the room is holding some sort of weight universally, mm -hmm. you know? But other than that, I don't really focus on that. But I couldn't believe how much space this guy takes up in the scheme of things. So, yeah, I, I'll always remember shaking his hand and meeting him for the first time because he became real um, right then. Was it, like, surreal? Like, his energy was, like... Because I remember you used to, like, shake shit up everywhere you go, man. I'm just, um... Just passing through. I'm just, um... <laughs> I'm, passing yeah, it's passing through, you know what I mean? I'm overrated and God's just um, blessing me, giving me the light. That's all. There was a weird uh, encounter at the you and Shook Knight saw him at a, 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 a rehab spot. What, what was that about? Or you just was there? Yeah. It's a you and Shook Knight was hanging together. And then I think Bobby Brown said it on your podcast. He said, for some reason, Cat Williams was with Shook Knight and they were at your rehab. And it was so I weird. I don't know about that shit, Cat. Yeah, yeah, what's up with that? That sounds like a multi-part question, and I, <laughs> I unfortunately only have an answer for one. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I spent time with Suge Knight. I'm, I'm, I'm often in the company of scary individuals. Mm. Um, just I love that. I love that. There's a safety and a comfort in being around me um, if you're that type of person, and if you're that type of person, is very. Hard for you to trust anything or anybody or any situation. So a lot of times I bring comfort uh, in those type of situations. Um, I don't know in the story who was in rehab. Um, I'm always in rehab. Back he was then. Uh, Bobby Brown. This I'm is a, why I'm you got a, the growth. I'm listening. I'm a I'm a fool. I'm a relapse specialist. I always relapse and shit. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's the 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 best students. I've been in twenty rehabs. Yeah. All my friends OD'd and shit. You're right. a, true, a true survivor, man. Right, but we got that then and now. Like, there, are, there aren't there are any 
There are no hero stories where the guy walks away unscathed in this. No, no one gets out of here experience. free. And um, if you can somehow put yourself in a position where you collect the scars instead of being full of scars, then you can get something for yourself out of it. Here's the season for clean balls, from stocking stuffers to white elephant to Manscaped products or at the top of the every wish list. Manscaped is a one-shop shop for all the holiday needs. They have the perfect gift in the Platinum Package 4.0 plus perfect stocking stuffers. Manscaped offers a handful of liquid fermentation, shampoo, body washes, upstairs, downstairs deodorant, gel, and foliants, absolutely everything they could and need to keep clean. Go beyond the growing with Manscaped full body product line. Dad has a nasty nose here. Save his life with the weed whacker nose and ear hair trimmer. The Sheer 2.0 is their full kit for nails, cares with scissors, clippers, tweezers, and a file. There's a new preserved cologne that brings a light, breezy, woodsy feel and gives a fresh tree scent even after Christmas is over. Still using a loafer, introducing the body buffer. Lastly, top of the stocking with the long mower 4.0. The electric razor advanced skin safe technology is a life changer and known for reducing necks and cuts on Santa's sack. Save 20% off the free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash hotbox. That's right, 20% off free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash hotboxing. Manscaped, for a perfect gift that will be a holiday biggest hit. The most wonderful time of the year could also be the most hectic time of the year. If you're anything like me, you put off everything and sharpen to last minute. If you have an online store... You know the feeling of getting hit with a ton of orders at once. When you're buried in orders and emails from stressed customers, you'll wish you had ShipStation. Hey, man, that's right. ShipStation turns holiday ship storms into smooth sailing. As we all know, the holidays can be very stressful, but using ShipStation isn't, Mike. I like to avoid extra holiday stress by getting on top of our shipping process before the season gets crazy, yo. With ShipStation... We don't have to feel overwhelmed and can feel reassured. Our customers, Mike, are receiving their orders on time, man. Man, I agree, man. It's way better than using the default shipping option for online stores. Word. With the ShipStation, you are able to manage every order from one single dashboard. Automate routine shipping tasks, print shipping labels, and easily compare rates and delivery time to optimize every shipment. And with... Enterprise solutions that make warehouse optimization easy, ShipStation scales when you do. So there are no limitations on your growth opportunities, Mike. ShipStation has a free trial and quick setup. If you've been on the fence about trying it, there's no better time than now. One of the best parts is ShipStation works with all your favorite places to sell online, including Amazon, Etsy, eBay, Shopify, and more. With ShipStation, you save time, money, and stress during the holiday rush. When you sign up to use your promo code, you'll even get two months to try it for free. This holiday season, give yourself the gift of stress-free holiday shipping. Use promo code HOTBOXING today at ShipStation.com to sign up for your free 60-day trial. Man, that's a long time, Mike. Again, that's ShipStation.com. Promo code HOTBOXING. Sign up for ShipStation now. Do you yeah, feel like you, you, you and Mike have like the same kind of like background? Your your circle is small. Your club is like hard to get in. You, you speak of trust. It was big at one time. No, I'm talking about like, you see, you see, you fuck with Shig Knight. That's like... Even other, there's other cats too that he's not even saying, but it's a, I learned, it's a small I, club. I learned a lot from him, and yes, um, I. That's the thing about me is I 
the only real thing I get out of a daily experience is the fact that I'm guaranteed that I am going to find out something today mm. that I didn't know yesterday. And I know how much stronger that makes me the more times that happens. So um, I was trying to be the Mike Tyson of comedy, no matter what that meant, because I understood that we watched somebody come out of nowhere and then we watched the fact that there was this whole space of time before the bandwagon mm. when it wow. was when when the uh, great portion of the people coming to the fight are coming to see this guy get hurt and as the betting person you're going i don't think you guys understand what this dude has already fought like unless a demon comes out oh shit and at some point it just becomes the law of average other than that it, it, it's a joy to watch. I tried to be that comedically. And well, what people uh, don't know about comics and champion that they have to understand loss. You know, there's no way you're gonna be the best ever if you don't understand loss. If not in your profession, then in life, you have to understand loss and overcome loss. Because mm. life is about loss. As you get older, you lose your friends, lose your hair, you lose your teeth, and you lose your interest in live to live. And that's what life is truly about. At the end, we all lost. Is is this similar, like boxing and, and comedy in the truth? Absolutely. As far as like getting paid in the beginning, like, no, check were, were you out. part of that cheap pay in the beginning, or, or you know, coming from Cincinnati, like what, what was the cheapest pay you got, and what was the cheapest pay you got to box? Yeah, I'm hoping that it doesn't correlate at all. Mm. But comedically, um, I spit chitlin. That mean, that mean. Um, getting enough money out of the chitlin circuit to be wealthy. That, that's a lot of chitlins. Mm. Um, so I, I worked for zero money more times than I worked for $25,000 in mm. the beginning. So it's okay that it gets to this point. Working for free was part of it. I'm saying um, that's kind of like the training process of boxing is... What, you, what you're willing to not have and what you're willing to deal with. And comedy itself is about taking the same tragedy and trauma that everybody else is dealing with it and somehow wringing something of value out mm. of it. So taking something that's terrible and tragic and traumatic and to be able to present that and get somebody to laugh in that context mm -hmm. is... Um, universally important i mean sacrificing years of just not seeing money that's 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 crazy but i didn't get, get paid it. my three fights for three um, my first three fights as a pro i didn't get paid but i wanted the people to see me once they saw me i knew yeah. they would pay me money yeah exposure i mean yeah. you were so young did, did you just, know how much you were getting paid like i didn't care i didn't, didn't care. Give a fuck. <clears throat> i wanted to reach my goal i wanted to be the greatest that ever been born I mean, come at me in New York. I, I know so many comedians. They get paid like thirty dollars, and then you know they get like some kind of bar money and stuff like that. Hey, listen. In order to be the greatest, you have to be at the lowest. Yeah, I never worshipped the bag, so mm. that differentiated me from all of my peers. Like, like I know what money's good for, and I know that the more of it you have, the more useful you can be. But it. Uh, God has a higher standing on my list of things than the bag does. And um, because of that, it's no shit on you that you are working this much and not getting paid. Because what I'm really doing is working so that when I do get paid, mm -hmm. I can change the craft to where these comics felt like they could have one act and do that for 20 years. I'm going to get in there and I'm going to switch it to the point where everybody got to come with new material every time because that's the way it go. Mm. And things will change from the inside because I'm going to say from the start, I'm an outsider coming in the industry and you don't need to like me. But um, there's so many blessings in just having a plan and working the plan. How did you uh, kickstart your career though? Where, where was it that, you know, started Cat Williams pop off? Was it like Cincinnati? Was it? New York? Was it L.A.? I don't know. 
Oh, no, thank you. I appreciate you. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> giving him some nuts. That's a pleasure, oh, man. This guy's nuts, man. Right. That's your real friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I appreciate oh, so it. The, you don't remember um, the, the, So yeah. yeah, not not Cincinnati. I was born in Cincinnati. I okay. was raised in Dayton, but um none of that's that is Max though. Yeah, that's no right. Right, <laughs> but I didn't know. I thought it was regular. But um yeah, comedically I was born in um a little suburb of Tampa, Florida, and then mm. I was nurtured in Oklahoma City, and then I just kept pecking comedy hot spots to go work out at for a couple of years. So I spent a few years in Sacramento, and then I spent a few years in Oakland, and then I felt like I was comedically at the point I needed to be, and then I came to Los Angeles. Wow, man, that's crazy. These guys hustling. That must have been overwhelming when you got here, huh? Um, All these different personalities in this one room. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're in that comedian circle, everybody's in the room together. Mm-hmm. Till you get, till you become, till you blow up and have your own little room. Right. I was older than my counterparts when I started, and there were already three hundred. African-American comedians that were already famous in America. And I made a list of them. And I was just trying to figure out how am I going to position myself where I can be a part of this conversation and how far Mm. can I get this conversation in? So um, competition and competitiveness are, you know, a part of the craft that I excel at. I mean, the whole world looks at you like you're a unicorn, but is there? did you look up to, like, a comedian? Like, how all these other comedians, they was big up, like, Richard Pryor, they, they big up, like, I feel like God just found you or something. Like, it's just so unique. Is this somebody you used to look up to to, to, to be funny? That's you were the- always funny. Uh, you're a street man. You don't, you don't expect him to talk like that, right? <laughs> I, 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 had a, I had a different... I had a different... Take on comedy. Like I yeah. didn't I didn't understand that you could be funny for a living. I didn't get that part of the correlation. Mm. It's just I understood that when people made you laugh, that was work. And they were putting in work. So I had for fifty white comic guys, there was fifty black comic guys, and I thought they were just part of the comedy community. And um yeah, I there's no real pressure. Do you I'm know Robin Harris? Me. You didn't meet Robin Harris, have you? Right before my... He, he had passed right as I was moving to Los you Angeles. You would have loved this man. This man was Everybody beautiful. said that. Yeah. I've gotten to be around so many great individuals. Mm. But um, yeah, but um, you have been. It's just, but just like me, everybody that's great is not good. You know, I met a lot of great people, but... Most of the great people I met wasn't good people, in my experience in life. You seem to be an expert in identifying those individuals over the years. Um, do you believe in all that planting, all that what, industry planning stuff, Hollywood? What are you and, talking about? Uh, the way they choose like certain comedians to be like, because Cat is like a legend in itself, but he never went the route of like, what, politics or the narrative? No, no, no. Name another comedian that did. Uh... Mm-hmm. Don't be no chicken, you know. What? <laughs> yeah, they were just here. You <laughs> he said they were just here. <laughs> yeah. uh, You're so politically correct. Uh, what a blessing. I mean, you know, That's his own skill. I mean, you know, he, he has a list of people that over the years, there's always like conspiracy theories and stuff like that. He's into that. But, um, Tell me you about know. your conspiracy, brother. What you believe in? He said you believe in that way. Cat has the science. What's the I, science of everything right now? What what I, what's your science of everything, Cat? I'm never pretending to know the answers to things that mm-hmm. I'm going into. I'm going into it trying to find out the answers. So that frees me up. Um, that my ego's not involved in what the answer turns out to be. But we we collect information, and um, there aren't that many conspiracy theories anymore because we found out that all conspiracy theories, there's a nugget of truth in there. It came from somewhere. Mm. That's where it became a theory. And then it progressed to the point where it became a conspiracy theory. Mm. 
because there was something there. So, you know, um, we don't have to wonder, are there other beings in the universe other than us? Reverse engineering can only be a thing because of a thing. We, we can see that in all other industries, if it's not military or government-based, there are no leaps in technology anywhere to be seen. Um, it's only in these certain sectors that we're able to jump ahead because of, you know, well, I like to, why, do you think, why do you think we exist? No, you know, I, I believe it's a video game. Boom, I said that today. I said all the wow. I was with my wife. No, Holy. I said my wife today. I said, Wow, this is an illusion. I love you and I'm I'm gonna be so upset when it's over. Right. Yeah, I thought that wow, I said that today. Yeah, we, we, we believe that this is um Matrix. This matrix bullshit my wife believes. Why are you saying the same shit this nigga said? And well done. It, it's the reason that everything sometime. fits together. Like it would be enough if there was Do you just, believe in other lives? You lived other lives? I know that the whatever is in our body, whatever that weighs, I know that when it leaves here, it still weighs that in the universe. So it's somewhere. It came to you from somebody. Yes. Wow, right? It came to you from somebody. When it leaves you, it's going to go somewhere else. Yeah. It's the reason that when you're young, there's a lot of things that you learn that nobody taught you at all. You just... This whole world is just one big school. Right. One big school. And when we right. die, we're not going to know as much as we die, even as much as we left. You know, we don't know anything. Yeah. Only thing we know is what they told us in those books. Right. You know what I mean? Or whatever whatever right. it is. Mm-hmm. That's how you shit. know that there's truth in the, in the history, though. Because um, we're now in a place now in, um, in history where uh, we, we're able to... S- to know more about the universe than ever. Like, we've been to places now. You know what I mean? We've been to all these planets and we've we've had these experiences unlike anybody else in history. But the problem is that whatever they said about the planets 6,000 years ago... It's bullshit. No, it was all true. Mm. And we are just now finding out. So the question is, how the fuck did they know? Oh, shit. Why did they say Mars was the red planet before they got there and explained to us that that's what it was like and what the environment was? How did they know about the rings on that planet? And why were they correct about it? And if they're that correct, what were... I'm saying... And like I said, who are we? How do, how, who's our ancestor? Um, since the, when it first started, how did my ancestor look? My millions ancestor. Wow, I can't even say a million ain't nothing. A million years ain't shit compared to time. Trillion, who's my trillion? Ooh, life is a bitch, huh? Right. There's no time. We made time, but it's really eternity. That's what you were saying when you said the 365 days. So before somebody called it that, then how old were you? Like, how were you measuring your Before Julius Caesar said, hey, motherfucker, this is going to be one year because I can't take this shit. So it's no such thing as time. It's eternity, and we turned it into time. Yeah. I thought when I was real young, I thought if you was a great, great man, you generally died around 25 or 26. So I had planned my life according to that. And I got into this thing about six or seven years old where I was like, yeah, every seven years, that's almost like a new you. And so I've kept that model going my entire life. So, you know, I've I've lived seven years whole existences that were separate from the one before it, taking what it takes from it, but yeah. That's amazing right there, you know. You could just fuck my whole head up right there with all that shit, man. You know, um, when you (laughs) do that, you know, it's the way it is. (laughs) It's easier. Is that the way, is that the reason you're who you are? Because you know, when, when did you figure all that out? In your younger years? Or did you have to like... Do you, why do you think you're that way? Do you ever think you're a member of your family conduct themselves the way? Who, mm-hmm. who are you? Who do you take after? How do you exist? Who, who do you learn from? How was your mother and father? What were your, your relationships? Um, they were very religious and very in love with one another. So um, I only saw anything other than that but I, I was I was really a literal person so 
when I read in the Bible that Jesus left home at 13, like I'm thinking wow. I'm really his Holy dude shit. down here. So that's what I'll be doing. So I had all like That's weird. That's I, I, interesting. I understood that I thought differently than other people, but I I worked it to what its strengths were and um just consumed a lot of information. Like I I, I was blown away by reading. Like I was mm. just blown away that like in this amount of time I could go off and go in a room and when I come out I know like that's the only way I made it through school is by the time we started school I had already read the whole book. Like I didn't go chapter to chapter. I'm trying to know this whole thing that we're do you think you're an extremist I, I hope so I hope so just because I know that there's different stages of everything so sometimes things curdle sometimes they rise to the top I know that um, any extreme is better than lukewarm um, in my experience and that stagnation is what can't happen. Oh, wow. Wins we can prosper in, losses we can learn from, but <clears throat> stagnation takes no losses. Do you get frustrated? Uh, like you can't speak your mind all the time with the media. Is it, people look, kind of look at you like you know. Speak your mind. Why you want them to know what you're thinking? No, I mean you know like he sometimes tells his own truth and other like. What what is that? You know, like famous comedians, they always like come at you. I feel like you're up against the machine. Every time I see like videos on you or or or, or you know news press on you, it's like ten comedians are after you. They always get they have an opinion of something you said. You know, you said. So if you say, right. like for example, you said uh, um, Eddie Murphy's not like relevant or whatever since the '80s. So, but that's like you're talking about stand up. You know well, that was that was strategically yeah. said. That was just to get put a crawl in Eddie so he would come out and do stand-up, you know? See, but like, but the thing, when you say that to the narrative... We call plays. Yeah, but so, so to answer your question, yeah. no, I don't feel some sort of way about it because that's where I'm aligned. I'm aligned against the machine. Wow. See that? So I, I understand that, you know... Glad we hate this. If, in media, somebody's getting paid. That's the crux of, me, of media, is that something here equals something there. Wow. So you're the numbers guy and you you got paid heavily because you you've proven your numbers with your stand-ups and your your specials and stuff like that. Did you have to like fight to get those numbers like to prove to get paid like or, or I mean, do you get mad when you see other people get paid without dealing the way you did it? Well, you know this nigga from cat. No. It's like really? so, I don't, I don't, <laughs> No, I don't no, <laughs> I don't. I don't get mad about how anybody's oh, trajectory okay. goes. Like I don't, just because I don't weigh it like that. Like I want you to say that so they they can stop seeing the videos. Hey, cat, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> right, me neither. On or off toad, I okay. don't care. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> The story. Let Mike influence you, man. Mike is crazy. No, let me influence you. No, no, he know what he's trying to hear. No, he can't turn me into one. He's the opposite of that. He He turns you mild. Yeah, I'm already beastie. I'm saying I don't, I don't, I don't feel like there's things I can't say. I, I, I know that in this culture, you have to weigh what you say a little bit more. But that's how I got successful in the first place is I'm considering oh, sorry. how it could be taken <laughs> what I'm going to say. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this is a really hot boxing yeah. with Mike Tyson. Baby, it's kicking. 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 It's I appreciate the science. Okay. The sweet science. Yes, sir. The popcorn's right here, but I thought it was right here. <laughs> it was both of those things. 
Because there is no time. It's been both of them places. I just took a, a handful of them and then went back. Like a fucking Just getting closer. Oh, God. Is, is there a list of comedians you fuck with? You want to put that out there? Like uh, a list? Like you really fuck with? Like are you close with or friends with? Who the fuck you want close with some comedian? You got a question? I mean, question. you know, like they're, they're, all the comedians got clicks. I don't know. Like you, you seem to be a loner, like when I look at your shit. I'm quietly the king, so mm. um, wow. the difficulty of that is you, you're trying not to mm. tax those that are within the realm, uh, if possible. So I, I stand for comedians that are original and that write and that oh, have a shit. point of view and um, have a standard of what they deliver. So male and female, this is my 18th 100 city tour. So mm, in each wow. of those tours, I've taken another collection of comedians that fit that bill. So um, this current tour is You're very just eloquent like and sophisticated, you know, as you express yourself. I want to crush everybody to my feet. <laughs> I want the same thing. I appreciate that. You can't. You can't like, be like nobody. He reminds, you, he reminds you of you, huh? Huh? You have to want to crush the world. You have to want to dominate this world. If this is an illusion and we don't have much time to do, we can be whatever we want, right? Yeah. Right. And if you ask anybody that's on their way out transitioning, um, that's really the only gripe from anybody is, man, when I had the opportunity to do it this way, I took the safe way too many times, you know? Mm. And so there's something to be said about um, any points in your life where you tried something, where you gave something a go. Um, and the more you do it, the better it is. Uh, cancel culture, you know, Mike talks about that a lot. It doesn't really affect him. Are you off the list? Of? Cancel, like, you know, you got to watch what you say, like, you know, on stand up or I think everybody has to watch what they say in this climate, but um, um, that's not really what's at stake. See, in our industry, who pays you is who tells you what narrative you're mm. allowed to wow. use. And I'm not paid, so I own my narrative. So oh, um, that is what makes my opinion valuable at all is because wow. it's not bought by Republican or Democrat. It's not bought by um, a religious sect. It's not bought by my oh, um, my connections with this person and that person. Mm. It's truly um, based upon as close to an unfiltered opinion as possible. Mm. And um, yeah, that's the only part of it that's worse than anything. So I, I'm sure I can be canceled, but um, you're on this show, right? I'm you not cancel me? No, I can cancel you, motherfucker. What's the name of that again? That I'm, I'm associated with. Oh, relevant. So when they cancel, they say we're gonna cancel you, Mike. I said, well, really, I'm cancel you, motherfucker. <laughs> I was praying it right, was manscaped, right? <laughs> <laughs> Huh? I'll cancel you, motherfucker. <laughs> Cause you know sometimes I don't like to say bitch, nigga, hoe, and all that shit. Mm, yeah. But you know, sometimes I don't say that. How the fuck am I have a conversation? Mm. You know. But I just try to keep it in perspective. You know, use those words anymore because I realize I realize that um we're kings and shit. You know, my daughter read that to me in the Bible, but we can die though. She said we're gods that can die. That's what my daughter told me. Yeah. So yeah, I have to look at myself as a god that can die. Yeah, and not a nigga no more. That's killing me because I always like the word nigga, but it's it's gone now. Well, it's really not gone, but you know, I'm working <laughs> up it being gone. I guess I'm trying to get it together. Can't nigga it god together? is that's the title of something. <laughs> yeah. Well, I always tell my kids, my kids are little. I don't know my kids. I did, um, how can I call? What do I say my kids are? 
They just don't get it. They don't know the power of the word nigga yet. You know, they're privileged. That's the word. They're privileged. Oh, okay. Right. But you say that like... All the time I say in the house all the time, nigga, he's a golf player, right? So why he's hitting the golf player? I mean, you stupid fucking nigga! That's what you got to be prepared because people are going to say that. <laughs> right? Now, come right. on, cat. You're absolutely correct. Stop that bullshit, cat. Because on Meghan Markle's show, Meghan Markle said her and her mom was in the car <laughs> and the lady got out. Her mom honked the horn and the lady got out and said to her mom, nigga, and I'm at home going, no, Megan, she was talking to you too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's you that's good parenting. That's wow. good parenting. Yeah, always, they got always put the word, I say it all day, nigga, because they don't know the power of that word one day. Right. They laugh me. They think I'm a fucking primitive nigga in my house. They read books, Tolstoy and all that shit. I don't know. I read all that shit in prison. Wow. Who they think I am? You know, all that shit you and ran and all that bullshit. I read that stuff in prison. Who are you, little girl, 13 years old with your little computer? Your computer can match me. Are you crazy? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, why, why do you? I have to check them because they think they know something from these books and all this shit. I already read those books in prison, okay? Yeah, but you gave them this greater experience. Yes, without question. Yeah, well, that's what makes you the sensei in the in the conversation. But they're getting something from you. That's why I don't down Nick Cannon. Like, I understand what he's doing. Like, hey, hey, you know, anybody kid in the world would listen to me sometimes but my own. You yeah. know, they look at dad from a different perspective. Everybody in the world loved dad, but hey, I saw dad and my mother arguing before, and dad was out of place. They see that, right. other people don't see that. Oh, and so well. they, they're very familiar with your goods and your bad points in life. Which is healthy, though. And no doubt about it. They have to, they're going to experience that as well. Right. But right. they don't dig it, you know. It's not that they just don't dig it. I, I think youth doesn't allow you to get the concept of some things. I don't. Youth is wasted on the young. Indeed. Unless you're... Um, Peter Pan without being pedophilic like myself. And just, you know, this is the height I was in fifth grade, baby. And I have maintained the waistline and everything as far as I can. Like, I, like I still watch yeah. more cartoons than I am proud to say on a daily basis. Just because. You a Scooby-Doo type guy? No. Oh. <laughs> no. Damn, man. No, because I... <laughs> that's, that's who you were, huh? I love <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. Why I'm you sorry. let Mike shame you about your I'm present sorry. childhood? Oh, fuck. Are you being serious? I'm sorry. I'm all right, I'm sorry. Oh, Damn, man. Uh, what did I do? I'm too high. I can't even what smoke too high. What did I do, man? I bring this out. Y'all brought up nigga earlier. Was there a lot of racism back then? Like, you know, obviously there was, but racism with you. Like, you're When the fuck is back then? I'm high right now. I'm I'm high right now, but. In the 40s. Back in the olden days. I'm talking about. Yes, the the dinosaurs were out of (laughs) pocket. So (laughs) you. We had to kill them all. Cat, this nigga went to college. <laughs> yes, oh, a fine institution. Oh, uh, what what's the name of your college? How, how did you deal with that? Like, or if you have you had experience? Who? Who? What's the name of your college? Uh, I went to CW Post. What was that like? Like white kids and getting pregnant and shit like that in dorms. Okay. <laughs> That's that shit. That's cat. the most racist thing ever. Mm-hmm. Look how you talk, cat. Hey guys, what's that thing? I'm cool. Yeah, white people getting pregnant. That's the baddest thing in the world, though. You know that, right, cat? Let's go to the trailer park. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the teeth, cat. You never had no bad experience? Like, you know, with racism? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You did, uh, all, through, all through my existence. All through it? Hmm. Holy shit. Yeah, I did a lot of traveling, so if you do a lot of traveling, you see more. Oh is it is it because they your fame or is it initially your color or um racism takes many forms okay. um it's judicial a judicial system 
it's a right. It's an offshoot of of jealousy, and so that's something that's prevalent around the world um, and in America. It just happens to be uh, very out there. But even in Georgia to this day, I'm saying a guy like Herschel Walker barely lost an election. Wow. So that goes to show you what type of black people they like there. What they, like, that's a represent, like, we would never do that to white people. We would ne- never, like, let a, a obviously slow and concussed person, like, I can't literally be... <laughs> you got votes. <laughs> you wouldn't trust this guy with a sharp lawnmower. And you're saying, hey, maybe we should put him in a place where he makes decisions hey, listen. for all of us. Hey, listen, it's funny, but he almost won. That's the point. And he's going to win about that. Keep... The winner yeah. barely beat this guy. And, and listen, <laughs> yes. And listen, and from that, from being a football player and know what it's like to lose and coming back stronger, mm. he might come, he might win next time. <laughs> I know. Listen, I know. Up, I know. Man. Sometimes you wanted to be somewhere, but you can't beat that spirit, right? Know? And that's what it. they were voting for. Yeah, listen. It's just the way the world is. Herschel said, "This erection is for the people." What erection? And at home, I was like, said, "My erection is." He said, well. "Erection." Did I'm he a say more erection specific, or but injection? Ooh. He said, "Erection or injection." No, he said erection. <laughs> <laughs> or election or something, right? Erection. erection. <laughs> the truth sometimes just comes out. Oh, my God, man. <laughs> okay, listen, this is bullshit. Hey, listen, um, check this out, Dick. <laughs> you know, Kat, during my drug days and shit, when I'm in and I rehab, I had a fucked up relationship with my kids. Mm. And it's been probably... Um, Fourteen years we we became we've been friends. You know, even though it's some up and down sometimes my oldest son and my oldest daughter, but we can reach out, we can talk to each other, we still love each other. And um they all they all graduated from sophisticated colleges and stuff. And um I always said to myself, wow, what would that be like? I never went to school or anything. I've just made to do this. And mm-hmm. I'm, just very, I'm just very grateful. I can send all these kids to NYU and all these Georgetown. I can send them to college. And I never finished um, 10th grade. You did your college in prison. Absolutely. I took the punches so they wouldn't have to. Yeah. I, you know, I look at my son. He's 11 years old. I said, damn, when I was 11, I was locked up. He couldn't handle what, you know, what I survived would have killed him. No, Mike, any 11-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, no 11-year-old is supposed to be where, yeah, that's how you're in this position. Peep game, peep game. When I went there, yeah, and then when I got in um, the chow hall, I seen all my friends there. Yo, Mike, yo, Mike. So I always went there. I got locked up all the time. Wow. I, I didn't worry about nobody beating me up or doing anything because all my boys were there. I thought they moved or something. I didn't know they were in there. So um, that just became, I got institutionalized very young. You know, so I never had to worry about nobody bought me. Everybody, my next, my people living in my building were locked up with me. It was just, I was that guy. You know what I mean? Everybody always protected me. I was just lucky. All my friends died, AIDS. Suicide, murder, you know, and most of my friends that came out, they got 40 years, 30 years, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's crazy, and they're only 40. I mean, they're only 55. And I said, how do people come back from that without a support system? Mm. You know, it's not enough organizations that have support systems. And they call these guys, um, you know, they're, they're repeat offenders, but they have no support system. Of course, they're going to repeat their crime. Yeah, humans adapt to the environment and whatever that environment entails, and that's what it entails. It's not until you're faced with others that you figure out how other people are living. But that's what makes the greatest individual are the people who've had to adapt to things that are... 
beyond comprehension. You go to the children's hospitals, like, it's almost too much, you know mm. what I mean? Like, because you know there's all these diseases in the world and all these crippling things, but the fact that there's just all of these kids in the world that are going through these grown things. Yo, Mike, you know, he's, a, he's, he's, a, he's such a, an angelic human being, man. How many kids have you adopted so far? Oh, so they're all they're all grown. So all grown yeah, now, it's right? not that uh, I'm a grandfather. Wow. Um, yeah. So I'm waiting I got, for that moment. Oh, it's magical. I'm waiting for that moment. It is magical. I, I got four granddaughters. So, uh, yeah, it um, having raised sons and daughters, um, you you love different things about the relationships going either way, but. The grandkids is just such an overwhelming blessing that, um, yeah. That's mm. why I was saying I, I understand Nick Cannon's Tell me about thing. Nick. What's Nick's philosophy? Well, I'm saying he's getting a lot of flack from people, you know, just because he has 10 or 11 yeah. children. But I'm saying we all know rich guys that die with 10 or 11 cars. And um, listen, after, if my after wife they didn't did clip 10, me, 11 cars, I would have tons of kids. I like kids. I would have tons of kids. Yeah, absolutely. And he he already saw death. And when you see oh, yeah, when death, you, see that, it's you, you you only concerned about your legacy after after a death experience. You know, you you really just understand that I've already reached these milestones here. What about fifty years from now? Where is my name coming from? And, you know. Tell me about your name. What about it? Tell me about your When you think of Cat Williams, what do you think about? Um, well, you have to be a little more no, you specific. Analyzing, I'm talking about I you don't analyzing like him. yourself. You analyzing yourself. Mm. Yeah, I'm not his biggest fan. Um, so that's what keeps the whole mechanism going is I like a lot of people. But, um he is a, as honest a voice as he can present in the craft that he's in. And um, as a person, um, he's one of God's friends down here, which is about the highest compliment you could get. But other than that, I don't know. I, I, value, I value everybody's opinion of me, even if it's um, the people that don't like me. And to be honest, especially them. Like, I really value what they have to say just because um, I know the consequences of crossing me mm. and, and <clears throat> the things that could possibly happen. So I, I don't... I'm not eager for anybody to catch it. That's a little responsibility. That's my new thing. Mike, you know, he used to freestyle and go crazy back in the days on mixtapes. Tell me about that. Can you used to rap too? Can you rap for us? Yeah, <laughs> Can you rap for us, brother? Posting my mixtape <laughs> back in the days. What do you do in the mixtape? What did you say in the mixtape? Um, well, again, this was back in the olden days. So back then. 82? Back then, freestyles had to really be not written. Hmm. And the way that you showed that you were freestyling was by utilizing the things that were in this circumference of all of us. You know what I mean? So it would include that guy's shirt and that guy's shirt and her hat and his shoes. You know who can do that real well? LL Cool J does that real well. He's the whole room and comment on it. He's that era. You don't even know he noticed you. What? I mean, you had a short, you know, I think you were with Dipset, a little, little signing. Did you really sign with them or was that like, a, you know, a camera on and on? Because you used to have like the Dipset shirts. Hey, hey, easy with that little, little, little. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I have no track record of anything like that. Oh, wow. So I want to hear what, you spit. <laughs> I want to see you punch him. <laughs> <laughs> if I do that, you will I'm scared of you right now. <laughs> if I'm working, I want everybody to work. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, so. 
I'm the soldier boy of comedy. Okay. I was doing all of that just because I was really doing all of that. Did anybody ever come on stage try to get you because you ranked them so bad? Um, in the era of comedy that I was in, if somebody didn't like what it was that you said, they dealt with you either backstage or in the parking oh, wow. lot after the comedy show. And I always had the hood clubs in the cities that I was in. So if we were in Oakland and I was at Jeffrey's Inner Circle and I was in Hunter's Point, and I'm I'm in East Oakland, so oh I'm saying when I come there, I'm like some fun places. They are, they're <laughs> full of life, and that and getting those experiences is how I'm able to mm. sell experiences because I've seen you know a lot of living. If that makes any sense. Well, a lot of living in short life. Right, and, and glad about the age. Like that's the part I'm loving the most. Just the fact that we all have made it to this point, you know, <clears throat> given how things were. And now to see how, what type of world you're having to grow up in if you're growing up now. Oh like, my God. Like, we, none of us can even imagine what our trajectories would have been like if we were afforded the same opportunity as <sighs> the person that's seven right now. Like, but that's the beauty of the true evolution, you know. Doing any movies lately? Yeah, I got two upcoming as well. I, I, I enjoy, I've been, I think I've done like 60 movies now. I, mm. I, I, I haven't played Cat Williams yet. So that's what I think what, what I like the most. Well, I tell my audience, you know, how wrong that was. Um, of how robbed you were. Um, but yes, yeah, we already cemented the deal. Just so I'm so high, I'm too high over here. That's a blessing to hear you say. That was really my goal. I was like, I don't feel like anybody's hotboxing, Mike. <laughs> like, <laughs> an interview is an interview, but it's not hotboxing unless Mike says I'm hot. We, we, we never read nothing up here, huh? Got any regrets, nigga? <laughs> Damn. That's, that's a little threatening. I'm sorry. Yeah. They're, they're going to edit that right in. <laughs> uh, let's keep it real right there. Yeah, I keep, I keep lots wow, of... See? Wow. Look, Look at that. That was at a um, movie premiere. Yeah, movie We were premiere. both in the movie that's in the poster behind you. A Scary um, movie? One of those movies? Yes, sir. Absolutely. I'm in Rush Hour 4. Fighting with Jackie Chan, nigga. <laughs> That's what I like about you. Like, <laughs> in Hollywood, I just measure you by when I hear your name attached to something, how does that make me feel? So, like, mm. even, even when you did the work on Adult Swim, like, <laughs> <laughs> it was so brilliant. Like, yeah, so I'm I'm a... I'm a fan of, <laughs> of of that whole side of things. I mean, Mike in a cartoon, you made my day with that shit. Yeah, I'm for real, nigga. <laughs> Have you seen... You know, the, I, I interviewed him about it. it oh, crazy. my God. Just, I'm saying, <laughs> in the animation world, just to have a project that, like, really doesn't borrow from any set mm -hmm. of plays like it really runs a whole wildcat. I was telling my wife you should tell my story in cartoon. Mm. Wow. See how you drop gems? I wonder right here who's going to be the first person to do what he just said. <laughs> that was brilliant. Yeah. You know me and my wife, my wife is a genius. She just knows it. She just knows it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, my wife is great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm a show. classic right there. Yeah. Is it is it yeah. going to be like another more like 
cartoon type shit coming up too or i mean you, your voice is like super popular fucking yeah um i have a pretty sizable animation mm. resume going all the way to grand theft auto yep. but um what you um, th- what you saying i'm a fan grand of grand theft what you say what you say oh so um i got to have a comedy club in the city and you know i'm available on your radio when you're enjoying that experience and they can come to see the they can come to the comedy club and i perform and uh no yeah this was i want to know what you said that what was the cartoon again Oh, no, no. This is, is a video game. This is oh, a video game. Yeah, this is uh, Grand The cartoon Theft Auto. you yeah, asked Grand, about what, what was Boondocks. Well, what did you say in Grand Theft Auto? That's what I wanted to say. You used your voice, right? Yeah, I was there for days. What did you say? Beep, beep. 48 what? hours worth of shit. Really? Like, I did a whole comedy set. And then um, I did different things for the radio station. I appreciate the animation project. I did projects. I did uh, cats and dogs. Mm-hmm. I, I like, um, but in in the Boondocks though, it's actually my license going in to that. You know, the character looks like me. Wow. You know, so pimpin' pimpin'. That's a whole different Mike Tyson type level. It's all good. I respect that. When are you and Mike gonna do something together like a cartoon? That'd be the, the wildest shit ever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good question. Right. <laughs> Some really brilliant ideas have gone on in this conversation. I, I used to be at the same agency he was at. Oh, really? And so I would be privy to these moves he was making. Oh, and okay. I, as a business person, I'm like, man, this guy is not afraid to take chances and he nails it every time like the one man show to the I'm not smart enough to navigate that it's all you know it's the universe that's part of the brilliance the more, the only people that know anything know how much they don't know other than that there's no flex so, so check it out where you live at now uh, I'm still in the United States. I'm, I'm, I'm. Have you ever left the country? Bi-coastal. Have you ever left the country? Oh yeah, I, I had um, done missionary work in Haiti. Oh, my son does that. Two shit years too. before I was oh. fifteen. Yeah. My son does that shit. He, oh, my son. Oh, for his name yeah. Miguel Tyson. He goes to different country, build Man. dams and, oh, and bridges. I love Haiti. That's. I was they. <clears throat> they were having children. Children dying from diarrhea was mm. the number one killer mm. in the region that I was in. Wow. And so I would fill my pockets with salt and I would go to the villages and in Creole explain to the mothers that if you just put this in the baby's water, oh, wow. then because, you know, they would just get so dehydrated and then mm-hmm. they couldn't drink and then the water's not clean. Okay, you know? know what he doesn't understand? What's that? Yeah, um, a lady might be fifty years old. Never had a cat spit. Never had, oh. never been, never had an injection. Never, never been tested. Never been observed. Not, never seen a doctor. Yeah, like can you imagine that? A life of never, no appointments, old, no checkups. Right, and living with whatever that means. So something that. <clears throat> In this society, you would just oh, get no, treated immediately. Oh, pig, all the food is on me. They live through that. Are you being attacked by food again? Yeah, you don't even think I'll smoke me in this show. I mean, it's I hungry apologize as a for that. I really cut down. I don't know if anybody <laughs> at home knows. I, I, I laid off I as it started affecting you. I'm always missing. I can't find my fucking mouth. Where do, uh, one of the questions, where do you get your happiness from? He's a fucking comedian. Why he's a fucking comedian? Of course he's gonna be happy. Mm. Yeah, I, I is that always having, the case? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because I'm I'm only I'm always looking for that. So I'm finding my happiness um in wherever this is. So that's why I enjoy golf, because mm. it's the chance for me to play a 
complex game that requires me to outthink the surroundings while also battling the best I've ever done while also enjoying an outside environment and also being able to smoke and drink and be in a wheeled vehicle. And, you know, it's like I I cultivate those experiences Mm. and my, my life is completely full of magnificent women and wherever tell me more about the women now yeah wherever there's a place where a man is i have found that if you can get him out the way and put a woman in there Mm. it makes things better and so i don't really have a problem with happiness at all because that's how i um go every day things can happen that disrupt the happiness of course i'm only Partially human. So, so how do you think women should live? <laughs> how do you think women should live in society? Should they be control over their body? Or should they let the government tell them what to do with their body? I'm just curious. I'm um, just putting it out there, you know what I'm saying? I just wanna know how you think about political shit. I I allow myself to have political opinions, but I don't really have any allowances in my life to um, make any suggestions or critiques on women, um, period. Um, And unfortunately, I thought everybody agreed that women were already supposed to have all of their rights and didn't have to consult with anybody about anything that pertained solely to them because they're Mm. the only life bearers on the planet. Preach. So to out, how, how did they get outranked in anybody's civilization is beyond me. But I'm just saying that. The law um, says differently right now, so I don't. I'm just saying, I don't even know why I asked you that fucking question. I think you saw it on a screen somewhere. <laughs> Someone <laughs> decided to work with the enemy and trip me up, I'm sure that. What the fuck was on my phone? Oh my God! What's your next stand-up special? You want to shout that out for 2023? Some biggie planning? Yeah, that's not in the future at all. So you that's just... literally um, the end of this month, December. Cat, where you know that nigga from? It's a new yeah. year. You know, he seems to be a fascinating individual. <laughs> I don't think he's old enough for me to know. You see how he speaks? I'm fucked up by his fucking what, what, what am I saying? Right. <laughs> Should I ask him some questions and find out his story? <laughs> so, uh, Who are you, nigga? Where do you know Mike Tyson from? Um, wow. From radio? When I first interviewed him, we locked in. So, so organic, and we just became friends. And he came back a few times, and we just been friends ever since. Interview me when I was locked up. You said no, no, that when you were locked up, ran when you did radio. Your first interview was the cartoon he was talking about, and after that, we just been homies. Mm-hmm. And what about you and Cat Williams? You, um, I mean, my my relationship with you is a uh, hot ninety-seven back in the days, hanging hot out. Hot ninety-seven. Yeah, we used to, mm-hmm. you know, he came on my show once with. Uh, mm-hmm. A couple of your click and stuff, you know. I used to interview you. You know, you come through, show support. Fuck with your shit. You funny. You funny nigga. Funny how? Motherfucking funny. Thank you. <laughs> that was a I Joe Pesci nod. I was getting a little urban, man. Yeah, I that, apologize. <laughs> that was a, that was a Joe Pesci what? nod. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, chill, yeah. chill. I got a fucking gift for you. This is a, a gift from Tyson 2.0. We got some weed in here. Thank you so well. <laughs> Hotboxing, what is Thank you so much. Hotboxing.store. Hotboxing.store. Please, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I like to have them sit down and talk for a while. Sometimes we just hear, they sit here and talk shit. I'm saying I put it to go, okay? None that are topping you, sir. This is a great experience. Hey, cat. These are hundreds of millions of people here. There's tens of millions of people here. Just tell them how to get in contact with you, what, the, what you want them to see, what you're doing. Just tell them, tell them anything, man. Yeah, they love you. They want to see you, brother. Thank tell you. Them, tell them where you're performing at. Thank you. If you're looking for me, you can catch me at hotboxing.store. 
Um, you can catch me there, uh, primarily. Also, um, I'm on Instagram, cleverly hidden under the name Cat Williams. That's right, K-A-T-T Williams. And um, got a great tour. We'll be there in out Los Angeles. For New Year's in Los and Ontario, yes, sir. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's it's good to be here, and the weather here is the same as on the East Coast. So, how crazy is that? Same temperature here as New York City. <laughs> You'll get fucking hot. <laughs> you know, me and my wife was having a private, mo- you know, it's a moment. We we're both crying about something. You know, it's an intimate moment with your wife, and then they can though. Uh, um, our neighbor calls. Hey, hey, is everything okay? Are we gonna get that boat for St. Paul's? Hey, what about James? I said, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I forgot I got that part of my life too. <laughs> Me and my wife hugging and kissing. We talking about her crying. You believe this shit? They can talk about a boat and St. Paul's and what plane we gonna get. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I just forgot I lived that life too. I'm crying about my fucking past with my wife. Okay, I'm sorry. Please tell these niggas some more shit, please. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you. Okay, this is the end of another episode of oh, Hot Boxing. <sighs> hey, guys, this is the end of another great episode of Hot Boxing. I'm Mike Tyson. Um, who? And we'd like to thank Cat Williams for, you know what I mean, blessing us with your presence. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you. And much respect for you, brother. Likewise.